We're all dealing with the cards we've been dealt. Oh, well, I wish I had that. You just got to learn to deal with what you've got. And the flaw, get this, write this down. The flaws in my life create my uniqueness. Not something to be sworn about, not something to be cursed about, but the flaws in my life create my uniqueness. And that's why Paul could say, I've learnt that they are a thorn in my flesh, but that is who I am. Your flaws are a part of your custom design. God designed you and he even uses those flaws for his purpose and his glory. So the first characteristic in your life that makes you you is your biology, your chemistry. The second thing that determines your identity is your connections. Say my connections. My connections. You and I are a product of our relationships, especially in your early years relationships. And those relationships may have been good, they may have been bad, they may have been healthy. They may have been unhealthy, they may have been non-existent, or they may have been abusive. But you are a product of your relationship, particularly those early year relationships. Study after study has shown, listen to this, that your identity, how you see yourself, is largely determined, watch this, by what you think the most important people in your life think of you. The most important people. And what you think the most important people in your life think of you tends to determine your self-image, your self-esteem, and your self-concepts. And that's why I've told you many times to make sure the number one person in your life is Jesus. He's the one who gives me my self-worth, my self-value. Can I hear an amen? Because he's going to love you unconditionally and he's going to tell you the truth. So the connections in your life, your relationships determine your identity. My connections give my life meaning. My connections give my life purpose. And my connections give my life identity. There's a third thing. This is called my unique circumstances. These are the things that happen to you. You're dealing with the cards you've been dealt with. These are the things that happen around you. Some of the things that happen around our life, we wish we could change. Or I didn't wish my family got a divorce. I didn't wish my husband, my, my father was an alcoholic. I didn't wish that my school teacher abused me. Some of the things we just had to deal with, my circumstances. But they all affect me. They shape me. None of these things were in your control nor my control. You didn't get to choose your chemistry. You didn't get to choose your initial connections. You certainly haven't chosen all of your circumstances. You and I today are a product of the traumas and the troubles in our life. We're a product of the suffering, the shame, the shock, and the stress. You see, problems shape our life and pressures shape our life, but also pain shapes our life. If you've ever been abused, I'm sorry, but your abuse has affected your identity whether it was physical, emotional, sexual, or whatever. If you've ever experienced rejection, that has affected your identity. If you've ever had a failure or a series of failures, major failures in life, that has affected your identity. If you've ever had a crisis, a marriage breakup, a divorce, if you've ever had a catastrophe, 
These are all things that leave scars on your identity. It's part of what you were dealt with in life. There's a fourth card that makes you, you. This is a big one. It's what I call my consciousness. My consciousness is how I talk to myself. How I talk to myself, how I think about myself. Do you know that you and I, you're, you're talking to yourself constantly? Constantly. There is never a time in your life when you're not talking to you. You're thinking about you. You're thinking about this. Sometimes we'll go to bed early and I'll go to sleep and then I'll wake up and I just know. You know your partner is, not, is awake. And I go, you're awake? Yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? I'm thinking. Thinking, constantly going. And this one here is a card we've been dealt with. You see, your consciousness influences, and this is why it's powerful, your identity. And out of your identity always flows your authority. Jesus, if you are his identity, then say your authority. It's what I say to me. Not what other people have said to me. You're no good, Mark. You're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. You're uncoordinated. You're not very attractive. You're a loser. But it's when I start repeating that, when I start believing that, you lost that last job. Who do you think can keep the next job? You've done that. You've failed there. Why do you think you can be succeed? It's what you echo to yourself over and over and over, and it becomes your identity. My mum used to say, Jane, you stupid woman. I can still remember my mum in the kitchen and something would go wrong with the cooking, something would go wrong with the clothes, and I can still hear my mum go, Jane, and she would say it with passion, you stupid woman. My mum used to say it over and over and over. She was an amazing woman. But something got in there and she used to say it to herself. Your habitual thoughts can become your identity. What you think about, that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, for as a man thinks, say thinks, that's ongoing thinking in his heart, so he is, Greek verb, he is, he is becoming, he is shaping. So Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. If you want your life to go in a different direction, you're going to have to direct those thoughts in a different direction. So be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. And if you think a thought long enough, you become it. And if you think about it yourself, you act it out. Here's the problem. You know those fears you've got that you keep going over and over in your mind? Fears are often self-fulfilling. We sabotage ourselves. We set ourselves up. And we, we say to ourselves, I'm not good enough. I don't qualify. I don't qualify. Even in my 40s, I know because of what happened with my school teacher, my family, my, my mom, I remember that. I never felt qualified to walk in certain rooms on certain invitations because I didn't feel qualified. Even in my 40s, I didn't feel that. Mark, you have no right to be here. Mark, you have no authority to be here. Job 3.25 says, what I've always feared has happened to me, what I dreaded has come to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's the problem with fear. Fears can become reality. We start acting in that way. I'm afraid to do this, so then you're afraid to do this. I'm afraid I can't do this. 
so you can't do that. My consciousness, in the end, affects my identity. Here's the fifth card that we're dealt with on this side. It's important because it controls all the other cards. It's my choices. The Bible says that you were created in the image of God. No other animals are created in the image of God. Cows aren't created in the image of God. Rabbits, monkeys. What does that mean? It just means a lot of things, but none of the, one of them is this. You and I are the only ones out of creation that have free moral choice. We know the difference between right and wrong, and we can make that choice. We have the choice to choose. That's because we have made in God's image. God made you and I. Now, this freedom of choice that we have, it can become the greatest blessing we have. It can also become the greatest burden. Because I know in my life, I can tend to make unwise choices. I can make dumb choices. I can make self-defeating choices. And we can make harmful choices that end up harming myself and my body and circumstances. But here's the good news about this card. God says it's a wild card. Say wild card. It's the wild card. Now, the wild card when you're playing cards can change any suit and any number. It's called wild. And your choices can determine what the other cards can turn into. Yes, Mark, I didn't get to choose my chemistry, but I can choose to do with my body the best I can do, and I can make that choice. Yes, Mark, I didn't get to choose all of those relationships I had. Some were good, some were bad. But Mark, today I can make a choice for better relationships. I can invest in good relationships. Mark, I didn't choose all my circumstances. I can look back and see what Mr. Clark, my teacher, did. My father did. That situation, that boss there that just abused me. I can look back over my past, but I can make a choice. And even on my consciousness, I didn't control what people said to me, those old comments, but I can choose to stop believing them. I can choose to think different. I can choose to make a different voice in my head. I can change the rudder of my boat by simply changing the way I think. That's the good news. And if you use it, you can change the number and the suit of every card you've been dealt with. As you look back over your life, I hear people say, oh, but you don't know where I've come from. I know, that's the card you've been dealt with. Oh, but Pastor Mark, you don't know what I've gone through. I know, that's the card you've been dealt with. I thought of Mr. Chan sitting here from Cambodia all through the reign of Pol Pot, came in and decimated a whole country, made a choice to leave with all of his children out in the bush, living off the land while they've been chased and all this struggling. But he, he made a choice. Today, when you speak to him and see their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren, choices have changed the playing cards he was dealt with. Ultimately, your identity is based on your choice, and it's the wild card Jesus that can change everything. Joshua said, this day I choose life. So as I wrap up this message, what are five now winning choices you can make to counteract these five postures here. The first one dealing with your chemistry, the first choice you can make is, I can choose to get healthier. Say healthier. These are the things I can do that will increase my energy. 
These are the things I can do that will lower my stress. These are the things I can do that will cause me to have more power, more health in my life. I can eat better, get more sleep, reduce the stress. There are all kinds of things I can do, and that's totally in your control. Me hopping on a motorbike, that's not a fun thing. That's a health thing. It's making a healthy choice to go and allow me to de-stress, disconnect from life. So that's in my control. Maybe you need to go and get a checkup, get some blood work or whatever, but you need to get supplements or whatever. You can make choices today. So my family have always had this problem with health. Make some decisions today. Number two, dealing with connections. The choice I have here is I can choose to deepen relationships. Oh, well, I don't have any friends. It's just been my life. I, I never seem to keep friends. Well, this is an intentional choice to make that I'm going to choose to make my relationships better. They can be better than they are right now. I can choose to deepen my relationships. I can learn some communication skills. I've sat with some people at different times and, and one particular person I think of, oh, I never keep friends. And I watched them in a conversation and they always said things that shut down the meeting and shut down the conversation. What they saying was right, but it was in an appropriate time to say it. They just need to learn some skills on, there are sometimes we speak, sometimes we're silent. Just learning some basic skills. I can reach out, I can work on my relationships, I can risk connecting. What do I mean by risk connecting? Any new connection you make is going to be a risk if you're going to build some new healthy relationships. Write this down. The fear of rejection prevents connection. The fear of rejection prevents connection. For some people, the reason why you feel disconnected is your fear of being rejected, your fear of being disapproved, your fear of being hurt, your fear of others. Please hear me on this one. I just feel the Holy Spirit. Your destiny in life will not be discovered and deployed in isolation. It will come in connection. It will come in relationships. That's why the church is the body. That's why each one are given different gifts to serve the other one, to help the other one. So if I, I want to encourage someone today here, just feel the Holy Spirit. If you feel in that place of isolation and you feel like that fear of being rejected again, have the courage to make a good choice and step up and press on. Amen. The third one is, I can choose to trust God no matter what happens. This is the one dealing with my circumstances. Romans chapter 8 says this, God knows us far better than we know ourselves. Aren't you glad about that? That's why we should trust Him, not our own judgment. God knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows Mark better than Mark knows Him. That's why I can be so sure that every detail in my life of love for God is worked into something good. Every detail. Every detail where you find yourself today, you're in the perfect place with God. You can trust Him. Oh, Pastor Mark, I don't have all the answers. You can trust Him. God knew what He was doing from the very beginning. 
He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love Him, that's you and me, along the same lines as the life of His Son. God's goal is to make me and you just like Jesus. And the Son, Jesus, stands first in the line of humanity He restored. And we see the original and intended shape of our lives there and here. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I want you to say that with me this morning. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens in my life. Friends, when you get to that point, that's a choice. When you can say, I'm going to praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens if I lose my job. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord if I lose my finances. I'm going to praise Him. If there's a loss of a relationship, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, no matter what. That is a confidence that's not built on money, not built on status, not built on possession or position. It's built on my relationship with God. And this is the confidence you can't get anywhere else in the world when you have that kind of confidence. Write this down. Yes, I'm a product of my past, but I'm not a prisoner of it. I'm a product of my past, but thank God I'm not a prisoner of it. Do you know there's some people today still in their 70s a prisoner of their past because of what's happened? I'm a product, but I'm not a prisoner. Which leads me to number four, and this is the big one. I can choose what I think about. Oh, yes, I can't choose what other people say about me or what they say to me, but I can choose what I continue to allow to be in my mind. Yourself is created by your memories. Your memories actually come from two different parts of your brain. The bad memories, the painful memories, the memories of shame, the memories of guilt, the memories of anger, memories of embarrassment are all stored up and there's something called the amygdala. Your happy memories are in another part. And those other memories, they're never going to go away, but you can overwrite them. You can overwrite them. And this is the power. Science finally caught up with what the Bible said in Romans chapter 12, that we're renewed through our thinking. And every time you think a thought, an electrical current goes across your brain and it scorches and burns. And as you keep that thought going, it burns and it burns and it cuts a rut. It cuts a pathway which becomes a stronghold in a good way. And that was discovered by a guy in 2002, Nobel Prize in neurobiology, proving that we could rewire our adult brain. Science finally caught up with the Bible. So how do I change? How do you change it? This is how I changed my mind. And like I said, I had my school teacher, my dad, my family, voices, shame. Do you know, and my wife can testify to this. Even in my mid-40s, if you had to ask my name outside, if I was in a group, just for me to say, my name is Mark Baker. The echoes and the tremors of my history shook through my body. I struggled to say my name. Why? Because of the memories and the voices of the past. We were known in our town as the Baker Boys. 
We brawled the biggest. We drank the most. We caused the most problems. Any new police came to town? First one, we must introduce you to the Baker boys. That was us. And the pain and the shame. So after I got saved, uh, and people, especially around close to my hometown, they say, what's your name? I go, Mark Rangel. What, what? Mark Rangel. Just in case they knew, they heard something. I went through my 30s and my 40s. So what I had to do was rewrite. And there was times here, especially when I came, uh, became the senior pastor years ago, and I took that seat there for the first time. Senior pastor Chris Peterson was here before. I'm up the front and I'm taking the service and uh, voice in the past. You have no right to be there. You have no right to be the senior pastor. Who are you? Who do you think you are? And while I'm worshipping and I'm getting up and I'd stand it here and I took the first service and I took the second Sunday and I took the third Sunday and I'm in prayer and I'm saying, God, I, 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 I can't run this church with these voices in my head. I remember that the Lord spoke to me one time I was in prayer and he said, I want you to get up and I want you to say these words. Get ready, Mark. I want you to say, as your senior pastor, and then say anything. I don't care what it is. And so I got up that Sunday. It would have, I don't know how many weeks after and I stood here. As I'm walking across here, there was a battle going on. I'm walking just a short distance, but it's covering many years. I'm walking and I'm looking out, and the battle's going on. Don't say it, you'll feel you. What do you do? What that it doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean anything. And I got here. And I just looked out. I felt the presence of God just come and say, I want you to, to say these words as your senior pastor. I said, good morning, church. I said, as your senior pastor. The Lord said, I can't hit you. I said, as your senior pastor. They go, what? He's got a speech impediment. I can't hear you. I said, um, as, you, as, as your senior pastor, I'd like to uh, share something. The Lord said, I can't hear you. I said, Flip, give me a chance. I'm trying. I said, um, as your senior pastor, and something broke. I said, as your senior pastor, I'd like to see. He said, don't get cocky now. I said, okay, Lord. I said, as your senior pastor. You see, I had to make a choice to confess something that was true and real, to break the power of something that was a lie. And I remember some Sundays there, I used to write out a card, a little A5 card, and I'd write, I am loved. I have an incredible wife. I have incredible children. I'm blessed with this church. And I wrote about 10 or 12 things. I kept it in my pocket. I carried it for months and months and months. 
And some mornings in worship here, I'd be worshiping and the devil would come and he'd go, you're this. And I'd just pull out my card and I'd be reading it. Mark, you're blessed. Mark, you're an incredible wife. Mark, you're an incredible family. Mark, God is for you. Mark, God is... And I would say it over and over. Many times I'd be driving in the car and I'd pull over and I'd and, and just pull up and begin to read it again, read it again, read it again. What am I doing? I'm taking small pebbles of truth and like the scales, I'm putting them on, I'm putting them on, I'm putting them on and it's outweighing and outbalancing the lies that have constantly come. And I made the choice to keep reminding myself to keep remembering, to keep confessing the truth about God's Word in my life. And that's the choice we get to do concerning winning the hand that we've been dealt with. Philippians 4, 8, dear brothers and sisters, let me say one more thing as I close this letter. Fix your thoughts. Say fix. What is true and honourable there. You can rewire your brain you can it's a choice I can choose and the last card is this and it's the wild card that can change everything the fifth choice I can choose is this I can choose Jesus as my Savior when I talk about Savior I'm not talking just about saving you out of hell into heaven I'm not just talking about saving you from your sins and forgiving you I'm talking about letting Jesus be your Savior every day. That changes everything. Because when I choose Jesus as my Savior every day, I get the power to follow through on these choices. I can make these choices, but I'm not going to stick with them on willpower. I've got to make choices and then depend on Jesus to give me the power to do these things. I can choose Him as my Savior. I can say, Jesus, I need you to save me from my chemistry. I need you to save me from my physical, emotional, mental defects. I need your salvation in my heart and my body and my mind today. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you to save relationships in my life. I need your strength to build healthy relationships. Jesus, I need you to help me with my circumstances, from my problems, from the pressures, from the trauma. Jesus, I need you to save my mind and put a guard there, put on the helmet of salvation. Jesus, guard my mind, protect my mind. I need you, Lord. We need Jesus. Some of you might be here today and say, it's too late to change. No, it's not. When I choose, I choose the wild God card God gave me and when I can use that I can choose that to be healthier connections circumstances relationships all of that I opened up with Graham Ross hopping up I'm sitting here in this meeting in Rockhampton I've known him over six years and he says that two weeks there was a knock on my door and they came and took me away I didn't know where I was going didn't know I was being adopted didn't know papers were being drawn up and didn't know that was going to live my life for the next 20 years I got to live with a Lutheran family beautiful Lutheran family that loved me put the word of God into me took me to church taught me the hymns hymns I still speak today and sing and share 
It's made me who I am. Introducing to me to Jesus. Learning about His Word. Changed me. Didn't realise I had five siblings and by the time I tried to get around and meet them all, one had already died from a drug overdose. Isn't it, isn't it uncanny, he said, that now I'm the CEO of Teen Challenge, drug rehabilitation and recovery. Isn't it strange that I was placed in a home where God's Word was and God's love was and God's protection was and it created this fertile soil for me to grow and to nurture and to make choices. And my other brother I found out was given to another family that wasn't much better than my mother and they weren't church, they weren't Jesus, they weren't and they were grown and he was not given a great chance. But he is. And today Graham is CEO of Teen Challenge. I asked him if I could use his name. He said, not a problem. He's the CEO of Cornerstone, over 800 homes in South Australia, helping people, low-income people across this whole state. Million, multi-million dollar business. And he's also the CEO of helping something in homes, like nursing and NDIS something, something like that. And here he is today, three significant organisations with care, covering, healing, restoration out of all the jobs he could have got he's the CEO the top the pinnacle dealing with the government dealing with the cards he was dealt what cards have you been dealt with today let's bow our heads in prayer thank you musicians and singers come I pray for you this morning as we close. Lord Jesus, you might be saying, Lord, there's some things in my hand that I've been dealt, life's dealt with me and I don't like. But I thank you, Lord, for the wild card, Jesus, that you made me in your image and I can make choices. Today in your power and in your strength, I choose today to get healthier. I choose to do the things that will give me more energy and a healthier body and a healthier mind and healthy emotions. You made my whole body. And Lord, today I choose to build healthy relationships right across the auditorium, if that's you. Just reach out and say, Lord, today help me. Lord, I'm scared, you might say, but I'm, I'm going to risk building some healthy new connections. And dear God, I choose to trust you regardless of the circumstances that have been dealt in my life. I, would, I didn't expect them, but they're here. I'm going to praise the Lord no matter what happens. I'm going to trust that every detail of my life is being worked out for good and for God. And dear God, I thank you that I can choose and I do choose what I think about from today. Lord, no more garbage in my mind. No more junk in my mind. No more negative thinking. No more inferiority. No more putting down. I break that in the name of Jesus. No more stuff. Lord, I choose to think today what so things are lovely and pure and honest and true. A good report. I do see an open door of opportunity for employment. I do see an opportunity to regain those finances. I do see an opportunity. Father, I choose today to think good thoughts. Think on these things. 
Help me to fill my life with positive memories that you've given me in the Word of God. Help me to build, as Pastor Mark said, pebbles of truth on the scale of my mind on an hourly basis. Most of all, Jesus, I choose you as my Savior. I need you to do more than save me from my sins. I need that. I need more than salvation into heaven. I need that. I need you to save me from myself. I need you to save me from all the things that have shaped me in the wrong ways. And I need you to help me to rewire my mind, my body, my heart, my relationships and every part of my body so that the best part of my life is the rest of my life. I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. Can we give the Lord a thank you today for his message? I pray, I pray, I pray that that has encouraged you, built into you, broken something off you.